Dream Team number six. John, Luke, Jay, and myself talking about America and everything else. Old recording. There we go. So, yeah, I mean, damn, like, you guys met up. It was so cool to see that photo of you two in the car together. It was wild, man. I was very pleased to see John when he turned up in Washington. It was like, oh, man. Like a, you know what? It was like I'd always known him, like, even physically. It was weird. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I suppose I do talk to him quite a lot. <laughs> it was like meeting. It was like meeting somebody you know off cinema, you know. Yeah. Oh, stop it! That's oh, it was, was it like was there like mu- music kind of playing in the background? You kind of embraced. Yeah, yeah. John. John good. walked towards me. Behind him, there was explosions. John. Stuff, yeah. John just went. John just went right in for the kiss, didn't he? He just went straight <laughs> in for the did. kiss. And I, and I was, I was just swooning. You know, swooning away. How was it? Did you actually? Did you go with the intention of meeting John, or were you in, in America yeah. for another reason? And yeah, I yeah. Went, I went. Yeah, I went with the intention of meeting John and John Warner. Like, so yeah, yeah, which is crazy. I can't believe there was a selfie of you two together. I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> well, ages, ages ago, he said, come and visit me for the solstice. So yeah. we were like, oh, yeah, all right, man. Yeah, we'll come and visit you. And then, but yeah, but it happened. So it <laughs> yeah, happened, that was kind of cool. It's like, it's my but birthday like, it and the solstice. Fuck it. Yeah. Amazing. So what was it like? What was it like? It, it, it was, was well, go on, John, you stay. Well, I mean, we had like the, tr- the tr- travel fucking hell the whole time. It was just ev- <laughs> everything. Nothing was right. I mean, oh, it was no. planes, trains and automobiles. We could go into like, oh, like, yes. Tell me, it, tell it, me it, everything. It was, uh, it was wild, man. Travel disasters, mate. Like, disasters. oh no, shit, really. <laughs> my US visa, like when I, cause you have to have it, as you know, you like, you got to have that. Uh, what's it called, man? The, the Esther, the Esther. Esther bro, yes, they, yep. bro, did they did they check yours? They didn't check shit when I went to New York. Like nothing. Wait. I just I just floated through. Did you have an Esther? I had an Esther. They didn't even yeah. look at it, mate. I put everything, I put all my information, I had everything all nightly in nice little plastic folders, <laughs> all responsible. And uh and uh, yeah, they didn't even check anything. I just, just kind of rolled straight through. I was pretty surprised. Well, they checked mine, man. Like, like <laughs> they must have, must have thought you looked dodgy. <laughs> yeah, probably, man. Showing up on our list. I'll tell you what. Really <laughs> yeah, I pinged. I pinged the list again. Pinged every every blacklist. Well, my flight. Yeah, it left it. It was supposed to leave at seven forty-five a.m., which uh-huh. means you have to check in three hours before that. Yeah, four forty-five a.m. So right, I got right, there right. on time, man. Like, I made a real effort. I was like, well, I'm, I'm one of the first here. I'm going to... Was it Heathrow? Were you at Heathrow? Or? Heathrow, yeah. yeah. And obviously yeah. everything was screwed there. <laughs> but like, I was like, oh, it's all good. So I got there and everything was fine. I was like first in the queue. And when I got to the front, the lady went, your Esther's not showing up. And I was like, what? Is that because it's not showing up on your ticket. You're going to have to like put in a, a request or something. So I had to put some requests through. It didn't come through in time. So I missed my flight. So I had to get the next oh, one. Oh, no. Yeah, but it was cool because the next, they just gave it to me for free. And like, so I flew like a few hours later. And it was all cool. But when I landed, uh, I landed in Philadelphia. And they really, they asked me why I was there, who I was visiting. What yeah, yeah. Purpose. Yeah, they do all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was kind of interesting. So I just told them what the purpose was. I'm, I'm meeting some really weird guys. <laughs> about some really strange things. <laughs> We're going to get up to some weird shit some in weird your country. Shit. You know what he said to me? He goes, well, what kind of weird stuff? And I was like, oh, like, 
secret technology and things like that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then he was like, then he was like, like what? And I said, secret technologies, flying saucers. Like, uh, and then he goes, you oh, that's awesome, man. Like he went from being all serious to being like, oh, that's awesome, man. That's hey, so do you know funny. anything about cryptids? I was talk- listening to a thing about cryptids today and I was like, well, I don't know that much about cryptids, but I think I'm in, aren't I? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah, I was pleased. But then it gets but, um, fucked. It gets worse from there. Just wait. Tell me. Tell me your stories. <laughs> well, yeah, well, then I landed in Philadelphia and I was supposed to then get a connecting flight to Washington, but they decided to cancel that flight. Oh, shit. So, so I arrive in Philadelphia, go through all that, and then go to get my my next plane, which gets delayed every hour on the hour, basically, oh. until they just cancel it. So I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, right. So I had to get a train. I had to leave the airport, get a train into Philadelphia, and then get a train from Philadelphia to Washington. And which then, is like an hour and a half. So like two hours. Fuck? Yeah. Then Warner, then Warner picked me up in his Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> well there's always a silver lining that's the yeah, silver man. lining i guess i got picked up in a rolls royce from the station that was cool <laughs> and then it was pitch black but you know you could see all the crazy washington monuments and yeah, the yeah. obelisk and everything and so yeah, we drove back and then yeah and then i had a day basically sort of going around washington like all of the masonic sites all of the weird sort of crazy esoteric stuff that you can find there and there's lots right of right you know and like just got a flavor of the whole place like 10 i did a 10 and a half mile walk with warner and <laughs> wow. his wife nice yeah, it was wild it was wild nice and like, i i thought i was gonna die like, <laughs> okay why yeah. why <laughs> 10 and a half miles man and it was hot oh <laughs> <laughs> no it was, it was it was awesome though but then the next day that's when majorowski showed up yeah i just popped oh. in like I got the, little Majorowski. Yeah, I just popped in. I was like, um, I got to the airport. Because uh, Warner's like, get here as early as you can. So I got like a 4 a.m. you know, flight, whatever. So I got landed and it was like 8 a.m. or 7 30. I don't know, something like that. So I got a cab from there to where I had to go. And um I get there and they're like, Who are you here to see? And I'm like, I tell them, you know, John Warner, they're like, okay going up and i'm like going up where and you know and they tell me where to go and they're like just keep going <laughs> so i'm like every door looks the same and i'm like there's no names on anything and i'm like oh, i'm just wandering around with this big luggage just dragging at 8 a.m you know and finally you know <laughs> i knock on a door and then another door opens up and it's john luke and i'm in warner and i'm like hey what's up so like so i walk in wow. and the first thing warner says to me he's like damn it he's better looking in person shit <laughs> yeah. that's what he said to me as well I was like, yeah, the oh, first man. thing he says to me i'm like oh thanks jesus but yeah he's like, he's like you want coffee and i'm like yeah and so he hands me a cup of coffee and like we literally you know i just hugged everybody like i'd known him forever and it was awesome it was just like let's hang out well, and then it was, it was, it was amazing it was just fun like yeah. You know, just to sort of actually talk some of this crazy stuff um, yeah. that we always talk about online and things. But it was it was fun to see like like Warner's life because you know, you get to see what it really is, you know, like life a life in Washington DC amongst all this kind of stuff that is totally alien to me and I'm guessing to John as well. Yeah. And like right. uh, but at the same time, you know, then his life out in the countryside because he lives out he's got a place out in the countryside too yeah and that's like a history of 
his sort of family, I guess, like running through the house. So it's kind of like, a, uh, I don't know if you could mind me saying this, but like it is like kind of, um, it's like a museum of wow, really? kind of starting in like the American Revolution, maybe before, but yeah. But like, mm-hmm. and then kind of each room as you move through kind of goes through a time and then it ends up in wow. the Cold War. So the Cold War rooms kind of just got all the memorabilia from when his dad was a senator and all the photographs on the walls and, you know, the yeah. phones they had from the time and all that stuff, like. Uh, the weapons and yeah it was crazy that's, man. that's pretty awesome man that's pretty cool it was cool yeah it's cool so what, what did you guys get up to what did you, did you uh go out and see anything strange in the sky at all during your time oh yeah 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 oh, we did, yeah man. yeah oh yeah okay we saw some we saw a um well john john brought his night vision um cool the psychonics <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you brought you brought your your night vision, your night vision, John. Yeah, I brought my. Yeah, I brought yeah, my yeah. So, well, before I back up, so when I got there, they're finally like, "Well, we're not walking ten miles again." I'll give you the driving <laughs> tour. So, so they threw John, Luke, and I in the back, the Warner and his wife, and the Rolls Royce SUV that I didn't know existed, right? And I'm a car dude, and I'm like, that's not a thing, right? But no, <laughs> it's, it's a thing, right? They, they don't that's make cool. so many of them. And if you look it up, it's a thing. But it's one of the, it's the best car I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, we're in the back, <laughs> and, and, and so Warner's just flying through traffic, like, get the fuck out of the way! And we're driving, like, there's the monument, there's this, that, and like, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, look, there's the White House, fuck it, we can't go this way, fuck it, and I'm like, okay. We landed at the Scottish Rite uh, Museum and uh, Library, and we went up there and were banging on the door and shit. And I'm trying to get us in, and Warner's outside yelling, "Odin!" and just like just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, the man. craziest shit, man. It was so awesome. It was it was oh, such a blast. So man. I got like I got the I got the condensed tour, like the you know that that uh, John Luke the did, like, the, the, the Warner tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. I mean, it's perfect. He's like, ah, that's whatever. He's like, look at that, look at that. And there's all this stuff all over. Like you, you normally wouldn't. See see like you know just yeah 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 big cool shit on top of buildings Hmm. that you know you wouldn't see and um so that was rad but then um yeah we got to do that so then we went we got to the farm you know then we're like do you want to go another 45 minutes out of the way or do you want to just go to the farm we're like fuck let's just go to the farm you know so (laughs) we we rolled up and uh and um it was amazing man it's beautiful just beautiful like deer running in front of you just like it looked like like a dream didn't it john luke it was like a rolling, rolling hills and just Mate, it looked like it looked like Britain if Britain didn't have any people in it, <laughs> and it was you know on a on a good day on a Sunday, yeah. it was lovely, man. Like just it is oh, rolling nice. hills, green green grass, like hay bales, blue skies. Oh wow, um, sounds idyllic. It was. It was lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was but, so we get out there at night. Sorry, we'll go back to the. So like, I bought my psionics, you know, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna see some shit. John, Luke, and I are like, I'm like, we're gonna. I go, let's just make conscious efforts. Just do a little bit of premeditation. We'll, you know, we'll sit. We'll think about it, right? And we'll just get something to come up maybe later tonight. Okay. So we go out there, and I got the psionics, and I'm like, hey, I'm not seeing anything. And Warner's like. Let me see that. And he goes, ah, oh, fuck that. And then he comes back, comes back with like this military case, drops it pops it open and it's like the gen three night vision right like the legit it says oh, it, shit. stamped yeah, on a yeah, u.s yeah. military property <laughs> like still stamped on wow. it wow right? okay. Like, okay so i put i put mine up and i'm like you put these on and it's like holy shit like every every, yeah. every spot in the sky is a star right and mine just looks like it looks like a beta cam from like 1982. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is though john's looks really good until you try a military grade <laughs> so you try yeah, military grade yeah yeah yeah, it's like, yeah exactly <laughs> honestly it's like 
it's like taking blinkers off. It's like whoa! Wow, that's that's crazy. So you yeah. so you saw some you saw some shit. We saw one. Like yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a well, it was a UFO, man, because it wasn't a satellite and it wasn't a plane, plane and it wasn't anything like that, and it was strange. You know, it was fast. It was a fast moving thing, kind of just going across the sky. Um, but yeah, and when we saw, we all saw it. So it was yeah, pretty cool. So I had like my psionics right next to it. I can't see shit. <laughs> put the put the other one on, and it's right there. Like literally, it's like, it's like oh nothing. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't see cool. anything. It was awesome. It was bright and it was moving. And it was moving, moving, moving. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But I mean, I don't. I, you know, like. It's one of those things where you just go, I don't know what it is, you know? So, like, again, like, from any, any of those sort of sightings I've had where it's kind of like, yeah, right, it hasn't come down and beamed light on me and I haven't levitated up and met aliens or anything, man. Like, it's always just a light in the sky being weird or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Who knows? Other than the orbs. But, I mean, the orbs were a bit more explicit, but yeah. Right, right. Well, right, yeah. Right. Well, you had, that's different, isn't it? Like this idea of yeah. orbs kind of descending on you and stuff. Like it's, that's pretty personal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, man, like it's, I don't know, like um, one of, one of, like one of the East probably talked about in the past and what he's written about is that he believes that there's a, that we've had a presence in space for a long time, yeah, like 70, 80 years since the since the end of World War II, basically. And so those kind of things are interesting when you put it into the context of seeing things like that. When you know stuff mm. like isn't a satellite, you know it's not a plane, and you know it's probably in orbit, maybe even that high. But it's like, well, what is it, yeah? Like, what are all these things? So, like, that got me thinking. It got me reading after I left about a lot of that stuff and, like, the idea that, that we might have had space platforms out there for decades already and like people yeah, yeah. working up on those things like you know i don't know there's a lot to it man no if you, want to, hear, if you want to hear about it i can tell you more <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well one of the things that like uh warner t- hit us up to early on and then you kind of like found evidence of it was the manned satellites well that's it that's what i mean that's oh what yeah i'm thinking yeah because it's forrestal james forrestal like he, I can't remember what date, uh, what year he killed himself or was killed. Um, 51, I think it was. 51, but 52, something like that, yeah. In 1949, he started talking, putting out some articles about having manned space stations, like even back then, saying this is probably going to be yeah, possible in the yeah, next yeah. few years. And the idea, and he, he had pictures that were published and it, you know, they went yeah. out, out for maybe the space of about one week in 1949. And then nothing was ever spoken about it again, mm. you know, not to that degree anyway. And then he kind of got wiped out. But the concept of those satellites was that they'd have people on them at like a thousand miles from Earth, then 5,000 and 10,000. And you could basically work, make mm. your way out there. Yeah. And then have some of them would have like small moons. Like, so basically little moons that people could live in. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And then also a death ray. So like they all test the idea. Of course, you've got to have a got out of your death ray, haven't you? Well, that's it. So the idea that in orbit you could have these manned platforms that whenever anyone ever pipes up, you can zap them with a death ray. <laughs> <laughs> but this stuff was all being seriously thought about, and like you know, off the back of the work of the Nazis, uh, the Nazi scientists and stuff. So it's interesting that you know. 
that stuff appeared and was quite explicit. And it was like a lot of drawings, a lot of blueprints drawn up and all that stuff. And it got published and then nothing after that. It was like, right, that gets pulled. No one ever talks about that again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll show you. I'll send you the documents and you can have a look, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Totally. It, it's bizarre though. I mean, cause when you think, when you hear some of that stuff straight out, it's like, yeah, right. But then when you, when you actually see some of the, um, evidence of it, right. They manned, I mean, you can go, we can Google it now and check it out. But I mean, there's, there was manned satellites in the fifties and sixties, sixties for sure. But, yeah. but you know, I mean, there's people and they would go up and they would change people. Like, I don't know how long they're in, but they're in a little box or like a little cube or whatever up there just flying around. Like, and I think a lot of it in the beginning was reconnaissance. So it was a lot of like, you know, camera, like yeah, pictures and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would send canisters down with film and shit in it. And like, you know, think about that. I mean, if that was happening then, then there's, and we've always talked about that. Everything's oh, yeah. 40, I mean, 40 years yeah. old. Right. So like we've well, definitely got a, a more sophisticated presence in space than, than we advertised. It's just a question of how sophisticated is it? You know, are they uh, going across to different galaxies? Are they using point to point travel? I mean, you know, you have that whole uh, Gary McKinnon, the UK hacker, yeah, uh, hacked, hacked, yeah. hacked into NASA, you know, non-terrestrial officers, all that kind of stuff. I've got a dog barking, so I'm going to mute myself, let you guys talk for a sec. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, the Gary McKinnon thing is interesting because that's, you know, when I was reading this that Forrestal had written and put out there in 1949, it just reminded me of all that. It was kind of like, all right, well, maybe that, maybe McKinnon was legit. Maybe that's why America was so desperate to get him mm-hmm. because that stuff's serious. I mean, if that's been, a, been happening for 80 odd years, I mean, I can believe it too. I mean, I can totally believe that they've they've been working on that for eighty years secretly. And yeah, man. Yeah. You know, a lot of the lights in the sky you see, and a lot of the things you might see in orbit that don't fit the satellite maps and stuff. Maybe that's that. Yeah, know? maybe. It's just there. I, re- I reached out to uh, I reached out to Gary for an interview. Did he actually did get back to me saying that he'd be up for a, a talk at some point? So I might get nice. him on. And, uh, it would be, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear that story. Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to hear that story again from his perspective. Well, I said, did he serve any jail? Did he do jail time for that? Yeah, yeah. he did. He worked oh, only he? over here, and it was oh, yeah. It was, it was Theresa May, his Home Secretary, that was got it? him off that. She was the one. No that shit, really. From going to America, oh wow. Yeah, I mean, wow. he, he might put me straight on it, but if the news at the time. Yeah, yeah. Was, she was like, his, she championed his cause. And said, if he goes over there, he's just going to get put into a supermax. Right, right. It's a shame. It's a shame nobody's doing that for Julian Assange. You see that he recently was basically given. They they gave the green light to send him off to the states. Yeah. Yeah, Bad yeah. Shit. So you know he's been ba- basically rotting away in Belmarsh prison for years and years and years, and now finally they've said, yeah, we can we can send him off. And you know what will happen to him? He'll end up in a black site somewhere. No one's ever going to see him again. It's a real, it's a real tragedy actually. What happened with Julian Assange? He's already like you know been through the ringer, hasn't he? Like the guy's my god, a man. Of a man compared to what he was. I mean, like, he was basically a prisoner in the Ecuadorian embassy anyway. So he's just gone from prisoner to prisoner to prisoner for like. The last what ten plus years? Mm. Yeah, yeah, man, it's yeah. crazy. You know the thing that baffled me about McKinnon was the um, the thing that the the they used as the excuse was that he had Aspergers. I might yeah. be oh, wrong. Really, really? Was that yeah. the? Yeah, that's why they couldn't that's extradite it. him to America because they had Aspergers. And I'm like, in his defense, because his defense was, yeah, right, I did right. hack the CIA and the Pentagon and all that, but I only did it because I wanted to find out about. UFOs and, and free energy. Yeah. He was like, I think that was just the thing. It was like, I want to find out if they have got free energy, right? And I, and if they have, I want that shit out there. 
Yeah. So obviously the UFO stuff's all tied up in that. So mm. that was his defence. But then Theresa May, in his defence, said he was diagnosed with Asperger's, mm-hmm. um, like high functioning, I guess. But and the, the idea of him being extradited to the US, put into a you know federal penitentiary for like hardened prisoners. Yeah, this would be cruel. You know what I mean? And uh, it worked by the sounds of things. Obviously, because he's free and he's yeah, in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's free. He's in the UK. There was also because uh, there was like an image, wasn't there? An image of a of, of something in space that was loading very slowly on the screen. I remember him describing cigar, how he was u- using that. Yeah, like really yeah. old school, like modem, like slowly Jeez. resolution loading bit by bit, and it started to show yeah, this yeah. cigar thing with like spheres, like spherical kind of like protrusions coming from it, and then and then that's Which, when he he got booted off the off the system which looks like one of these platforms like one of these um you know however many thousands of miles they put them out there but it, it sounds yeah. like one of those and the idea that you could have like these platforms in space that would be yeah. ejecting other ships off <clears> it <throat> little platforms to launch off starts to sound quite like some well, stuff people have seen you know what's been uh, you know what's been really overlooked recently is the Brazilian hearings. Nobody's really talking about them because there hasn't been a, a like a full prob. Well, there has been a full translation transcript, but nobody's really talking about it. And they they brought up some interesting stuff. You know, they were talking about I don't know if you guys knew, know any of the cliff notes, but they were talking about abductions. They were talking about craft that were like thousand the col- like I think it was like a hundred kilometers or something ridiculous in terms of kilometers long. Uh, and there was some pretty interesting stuff dropped in that. Nobody's really uh, talking about it because there's not a, a full translation really available yet. Are they? Is the vibe from Brazil though? Is it like that these are alien or that they're? Well, from what I've seen, because someone sent me like what seems to be a relatively loose but full transcript of the of the uh, of the whole hearing, and I've been kind of skimming through it, and like some of it seems to just be them talking about known cases that people have heard of before and you know kind of just mentioning the fact that that's the kind of thing that was reported this size and that but then there seems to be other times where they're kind of indicating knowledge of abductions or acknowledgement of the existence of things like that so it's kind of weird man it's uh, it needs to be looked at properly i think well what what is yeah. the deal i thought i skimmed something that it was like the people that were involved weren't actually active military or government or anything they're all either retired or they actually never he- held any type of high positioning is that am i correct i'm not 100 i'm not 100 i need to skim through the whole thing really and and read it in detail but it just seems like it was a little bit more uh open than in than the u.s one which is what i kind of predicted yeah i I don't think it was like an official thing i think it was just no i could could be wrong i I think it was just a bunch of people got together and got up on somewhere and was like we're talking about it either they had like general knowledge of it or maybe firsthand knowledge of but i don't think it was like an official like congressional put them up yeah I need to know who hosted it because I, I swear they they were having governmental hearings mm. like Bra- like in the Brazilian oh, government. Yeah. So I don't know if this is like just a preliminary thing that was less official or if it was they, the actual. They've always thing. been into it, haven't they? The Brazilians have always been keen on it. Like they've always been very know. open. Historically, been very yeah. open on it. Well, the thing that got me was that when I mean, you know, in uh, unidentified, you know, the History Channel TTSA thing where they went there. And they po- they pulled out a form or something or to Elizondo. I can't remember what it was, but they were like, well, what do you do with these reports? They're like, well, we use this form that you guys gave us. He's like, what do you mean? And it was like in 1967 or something, the U.S. gave them like this form to fill out and contact them whenever they had any of these type of incidents. In my mind, I just just think like they're, they're trying to, it's um, that whole like Nazis in South America thing. 
You know, if you've got like craft getting beamed, like getting used in, out of South America, it's quite handy to have US military forms that you have to fill out and give to them. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just me being. That's 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 the narrative that I quite enjoy and the one that I probably believe the most. Yeah, like yeah. Um, the you know maybe the some aliens in there somewhere down the track, but uh, those sources and stuff coming out of South America, man, Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, yeah i know, I know. those well, bloody nazis. It, re- <laughs> nazis it reminds me though of like where like i was in jamaica i don't know 20 years ago or something maybe less and it was like marijuana is illegal and i'm like what everybody that's like jamaican that's everybody smoking weed in jamaica everybody's doing it and then I'm, i finally asked the guy i'm like well, what the fuck and they're like yeah america gives us millions of dollars a year to make it illegal so we make it illegal, but it's wow. So it's like they just hand us millions of dollars a year to keep it illegal, so that it doesn't. I, I, I mean, so it doesn't come into the U.S. I guess maybe or something. I, I wonder if they're paying the, pay the U.K. to do the same. Like, yeah, you know, or, or right. like, are they right. doing that? I mean, so they're doing that with UFO <laughs> shit too. You know that they're they're going to the military and like, cool, we'll give you ten million. Or how about this new F eighteen and all these all these guns <laughs> and shit? If you see any of this stuff, it comes to us. You know, don't talk to Russia or China or anybody. Yeah, else. exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. us. You know, like it comes down, it's cool. ours. But, you know, like the idea of like, you know, if you've got conspiracies that are a bit hard to take, like, yeah, you've got like um, platforms in space that resulted in a man being thrown out of a window to keep quiet, you know, and hackers getting extradited to the US decades later. And then you go back to the stuff like, you know, the idea you might have Nazi technology being used out of South America. And then it's a pretty good way of hiding it to create a hot, huge mythos around it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like, and, and keep doing it for since right. 1947 or whatever. It'd be like, well, you know what I mean. People get went wild for the flying saucer craze, and um, this this is interesting too, though, because the more things are talked about, more things become part of like normal culture. You got the idea that you're creating them anyway. You know, like the fact that people believe so much, kind of psychic, so psychic manifestation. Yeah, the, the idea of the manifestation stuff, and like, mm. um, yeah, this has been this is yeah, you know, this has always been something we've talked about when we've got together, and this is the thing that stuck with me as well. It's like my little bugbear. But I think that if there's anything kind of paranormal or alien about flying saucers as such, it's that they're mm-hmm. like a manifestation. They're a, they're maybe a reflection of something that we're doing or we're creating. Which in itself is amazing because so you, you kind of still you subscribe to the the Jungian kind of framework, yeah. And I think I think more so recently because I've been reading a few new things because all my you know I always spent my time reading about the yeah Jung um, and the archetypes and the idea that you can build momentum and and Carl Jung obviously had talked about that that you can create a new reality from making enough people believe. Um, but then I started reading about. Um, you know, obviously talked about tulpas and like Tibetan Buddhism and the creation of that stuff, but then taking it sort of more to nowadays, um, there's a guy that I've been reading a little bit about called Nick Land. He's a British guy. Um, and he was at Warwick University back in the 90s. And he really got into like the idea of uh, the more sort of esoteric chaos magic, that kind of stuff. Really, really, really went to town with it. Like he was a philosopher, um, and he ended up. I've, I've made some notes here because I find it really interesting. But he, he ended up founding this thing called the Cybernetic Culture Research Unit. That and sounds awesome. 
whilst he was doing yeah and the idea of it was that he was um with a few other dudes trying to kind of almost like create new realities so like it says here like there's a quote here that says um they had un- unattributable arcane writings telling of strange inhuman entities hyperstitional personages and syncretic pantheons uh, which are uniquely disturbing and compelling it's as if the group had collectively accessed hitherto undiscovered realms of bizarre archetypes they successfully smeared the line between the real and what they called the hyperstitional fictions that make themselves real through a collective practice so that's basically like i don't know i don't know if you understood that when i was saying it but the idea that the more we talk about it you guys still there yeah, man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah we're yeah, listening yeah. to you can you not can you not see us yeah, I've come back because I went off the screen and I'm it's, I'm, um, I'm, I'm laying with technology. It's, cool, dude. It, it, it's like, uh, well, it's the whole kind of like thought, word, and then deed, like the kind of steps of manifestation. And it's like threefold. And you think about things like the slogans we hear, like build back better and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it's, right. it's, it's, it's always being drilled into you. These kind of easy to digest slogans, trust well, the science, <laughs> build back this better. Guy, this guy, this guy coined, coined the phrase, um, hyperstition. So, so the idea of taking like yeah. a superstition, and taking it hyper so basically it was like mm. right well let's make this a real thing let's create a world where this is real i guess like a really advanced larp yeah yeah just kind of starting on a small scale we'll believe it's real then we'll make other people believe it's real and we'll keep going and as long as we all believe it's real maybe it'll become real yeah <laughs> so and that's like, kind of uh, that that's a thing yeah yeah but it's like, what I think what they found and what other people who've got into this way of thinking, because I guess it's like, it's kind of like the Kabbalah, it's Kabbalistic stuff, isn't it? It gets down yeah, to the idea that yep. names and words, and numbers can have uh, power, have power, power and influence, you know? And, but they can have power that can then be affected temporarily. So we, it might be something that affects time in the past, yeah. which will create something in the present, which will create a new future. So like, um, kind of like, can you hear my family just going wild out there? <laughs> did, did, did hear a little bit, a little bit of that, yeah. It's because um, they can hear what I'm saying and they just think it's mesmerising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Let's have a little, have a little Love Island starting, man. Yeah, but maybe like, Love yeah. Island starting. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but I think it's just wild because, I, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading again about TTSA Um and what's been going on with that narrative mm. and make mm. some of that is wild like it's so go wild on, on. give us a here. give us a give us a sprinkle all right then um so catalina island was a focus for that project wasn't it and in the tv show you had the idea you saw the video of lou and um the, the dude with the beard sean cahill going out to the island and it was this magical place well that catalina obviously has got history in terms of its Apparently, some people believe it's an entrance to the hollow earth, but it's also the place that Ron Hubbard wrote Dianetics. Oh. So it's almost like the place that Bible of Scientology was created. Yeah? <laughs> right? Oh, it always comes, but all roads lead back to Scientology, man. <laughs> yeah. And then, then when you start looking at the, the way that names can lead back to other things like Dianetics leads to Catalina, if you want it to, but then you can look at how... Ron Hubbard then has a history with, he was apparently brought into naval intelligence by Admiral Nimitz. So Nimitz, <laughs> four thorns. 
who apparently the, prior to that had been signed into all of the naval intelligence work by Forrestal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these <laughs> things start to pick up. Clicking into place. <laughs> clicking into place. <laughs> and then today, like, even as innocent as you want to take it, you know, I started like, you know, you know me, I like to research. <laughs> this isn't anything new, but no, you know, like, well, you, Alex Reece. Dietrich. Right? Yeah, Pilot. yeah. All right, mm. Alex Dietrich. Her grandfather, I think, was the first, he's like a pioneer of transplantation. Yeah, so he did the first ever transplants, yeah. Right. You know that? Organ transplant, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kidneys and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, his name is Thomas Starzl. I mean, this isn't a secret. I think lots of other people have read into this, Mm -hmm. and she's talked about it, I think, too. Uh, So he was Thomas Starzl, right? And his dad was a guy called Roman Starzl, who in the 30s wrote stories about space bases, aliens, all that stuff in... American click, sort of point click, 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> then when you take it a bit further on, right? Yeah, in references to stars and that sort of thing. Like, what's weird? There's a TV show in the yeah ten years ago, or I don't know. I didn't watch it, but it's called the Forty Four Hundred. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. No, no. You yeah, might have mentioned it. Maybe is it, is it, is it, is it like the, everybody on Earth is dead except for forty four hundred people that the chosen people well, of God or something like that? Or I don't. Well, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched it, but I read the synopsis. Like, yeah, yeah. Because when I was reading about, because I need some, you know, it's four seasons of the thing, so I need to take some time out to watch it. <laughs> but like, um, the concept in that show was that all these people, forty four hundred people, suddenly reappear in present day America. But they've been missing since 1946. Ooh. So the mystery is where have they been? But when I, what happens, I think, is from reading the synopsis, is that some of them come back, well, they all come back with powers of some sort, you know, psychic powers or some kind of that kind of element of power, anyway. Excuse me. And like um, in the show, though, right, they talk about there's an episode that explains the way that this power. And what it is, is a part of a chemical process in the brain that's been changed for these 4,400 from wherever they've been. And it's being extracted by black ops people, yeah, to create super soldiers, psychic super soldiers. And the episode that explains what that process is called is called the Starzl mutation. (laughs) So (laughs) you start looking at it, right? And you just go, fucking hell, man. And apparently when you start looking into like, the 4400 is a critique of Scientology, right? Oh my God. Transhumanism, um, people being altered, um, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I'm just commenting on my high position. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying that all of yeah. it looks like numbers, words, words, and they, the old, uh, the old sac- sacerdotal knights of national security. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, the, old, the old Discordians. Discordians, yeah. The, so blue, like, bre- the blue this, brethren, the, all the fuckers, right? So this goes, like, so this goes deeper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just goes really fucking deep. And, and you know what? Most people will just look at it and be like, that's nuts. It's just <laughs> you nuts. crazy, John. You crazy, John. But it's not when you when you play it all out. <laughs> but it's just, it's you know, just like yeah. it's just, this isn't that weird yeah. to me. Yeah. To me, it just seems. I think. Cop- I think. I think the concerning thing is there's certainly data points to track, and there's certainly kind of like as we, we were just kind of 
highlighting there are there are elements of thing it all kind of clicks into place a little bit too neatly with scientology and the connections to like these authors and it's all just a little bit too uh, coincidental well yeah the military industrial complex is all you know wrapped up in all mm. that too and any of the weird, agencies man. and the occult and all the that stuff but they're all hand in hand you know all of them are together i mean we i wonder we john luke and i learned a lot hanging out with warner and his wife and like you know i mean you get to learn about america which is hilarious (laughs) i got to i did you did and we got to do some crazy i got to eat a lot of pizza and burgers like uh, (laughs) oh yeah dude same here same here oh that's right you just came here too man you guys were both just came yeah you were in new york weren't you yeah back from new york city new york was great man i I had an awesome time it was such a crazy thing though because like it's like the person that i went to meet i met them in egypt you know like that was like we didn't even (laughs) talk about your egypt thing jesus Doing uh, we saw you, we saw you into Egypt, like that nobody oh gets my into God. Oh, fucking man. pyramid that we, nobody gets to see. Like, all right, dude, it, it was Amazing. yeah, it was it was kind of incredible. Like, like the 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 access we got to certain places and uh, and like the people I was with. Like, I mean, I'm having him on on Friday to have a chat. Timothy Hogan, like Grandmaster of the Knights Templar, and he's got like about a, he's just got a laundry list of different secret societies he's been involved in since early family like his whole family and he's he was just this encyclopedia of knowledge and so i had these incredible people johnny enoch all these guys there and we yeah we went to these amazing temples like the the one that i put out on my youtube channel which i think was probably the coolest temple we went to was the temple of hathor that that was the yeah dendara yeah and dendara yeah, yeah. temple it's attributed to to hathor and um like what a beautiful temple but then we got access to like this kind of hidden place that we weren't like people don't usually get access to you just had to bribe the guard with a little bit of money and you know you managed to get they kind of took this staircase thing and like place it there and you go up into this little hole in the in the ceiling basically and it's above everything else so like below in the substructure in the subterranean area of, of the temple you've got all of these amazing hieroglyphs where you have the um the kind of infamous light bulbs those right, giant light bulbs right, yeah. that they're holding with the snake inside it the kind of the lotus flower light bulb and there's it's i mean obviously it's our, our own personal interpretations and there was you know i didn't really know what i was talking about these guys had way more knowledge but it kind of seems like it's a story about rising consciousness. Like the whole mm. imagery seems to be almost depicting like the growing of knowledge, the growing of consciousness from these deities providing knowledge for these almost what look like technologies. But then when you get access to this upper level, um, which you're not normally allowed to get into, it's like you have all of the, uh, what they call the netters, which are like, I think the priestesses, um, like lining this, this little corridor. And then at the end, you've just got Hathor's face and a star, like a stargate, what they kind of call a stargate because it's literally got this little foot and star hieroglyphs next to it, which Muhammad Ibrahim, our guide said, literally translates to stargate. <laughs> and it's like above Hathor's head in like this sacred chamber at the top of the temple that like, you're not meant to really get access to. And uh, <clears throat> that was incredible. And we got um, to go to the Giza Plateau and have it shut down to the public. We had the Giza Plateau shut down for two hours to the public. <laughs> And we had full access to the Giza Pyramid, the Great Pyramid of Giza, and and then we had a, an initiatory experience in there as well, which was just incredible in in the King's Chamber. Did you oh. drink? Did you drink blood? What happened? No, I didn't drink blood. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. Drink well, when you blood. say initiatory experience, what are we saying? 
It was just a harmless orgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> showed up when <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lamb was, came out, and <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't, I, I'm not sure if I can like say about the specifics, but it wasn't anything crazy. It was just kind of like a a knighting type ceremony and like yeah. a, a an initiatory ceremony um, that Timothy Hogan was kind of the leader of. Um, but it was it was incredible, especially when I was sitting just outside the king's chamber waiting for my turn to go in and hearing the the ceremony going on and you're sitting in like the center of this pyramid and the acoustics are crazy and you can just hear this like kind of chanting from what's going on in there and you hear it echoing through this pyramid and you're just like what am i doing this is like something that would have been happening thousands of years ago in here or something you know so that was that was amazing that and we saw a ufo we saw a ufo but yeah yeah we so we, we well we saw something really weird and the, the whole kind of story behind it makes it even more interesting because it was like three different synchronicities. I'm just going to clear my throat real quick. Yeah, it was, like, it was like three different synchronicities at the same time. So this is when we went out to uh, the Saqqara Desert and we went to the Bent Pyramid and the Red Pyramid. So there's mm-hmm. these two pyramids in the Saqqara Desert. And uh, the Bent Pyramid is the video where I just die of heat exhaustion at the <laughs> that end. Was like, good, man. Just like, dude, <laughs> like that, that place was crazy because it was that so when you were inside in walking desert. like, yeah, that, like going yeah. through the tunnels, yeah, going yeah. down the mine, the mine shaft kind of thing. Like, that was wild. Because it was, it, dude, it was so hot out in that desert. And like, by the time we got into the pyramid, my bottle of water was like hot, like actually hot. <laughs> Could, you couldn't even really sip it. And because I was, I was so excited, I was filming, I was the only one who was like, you know talking to a camera and so i wasn't even thinking about all the energy i was expending going down like this is crazy talking to the camera and showing everyone and then we like kind of go through all these tunnels it was so cool and i was loving it but then we get to the center of this pyramid i'm not gonna lie it's just a fucking empty room (laughs) (laughs) it's just like there's nothing there's nothing in there where's the spaceships Where's the, I don't know, you know, but I mean, I got there and I was like sweating and dead. And then I realized like, there's no other way out other than the way we came, which is like all the way back through these tunnels and then up that mine shaft that we came down, which is sweating again. Dude, I swear to God, like that, there's like a last, I don't know if you saw the whole video, but right at the end, I'm like, I'm trying to talk. I'm just like, just came out the, the Ben, the Ben pyramid. I don't fucking know. I just pouring bottles of water on my head and shit. But but when we left that place, what had happened was we'd gone to um <clears throat> trying to remember the order of this now. I think we did the I think that was l- last because we went to this place called the Seraphium, and this place was like a temple in the Saqqara Desert. And it's an amazing temple because it's kind of set up with all of these different structures that are like musical instruments and it channels frequency, like resonance and tonality acoustics. Wow. It's like certain corners where you can put your head into these little um, kind of chambers and you can literally hear it's like, oh, shit. yeah, like a binaural, like tonality, like playing just from the acoustics of like the wind and the air getting channeled wow. through this temple. It's incredible. It's all set up to uh, channel harmonics. And, and then there's yeah. literally like representations of instruments all the way through this, this temple. And so they're saying that this whole thing is built to channel harmonics. Wow. And um, it was that. in this, yeah, it was in this temple. It was in this temple in the grounds of this temple. And we, 
we had um, a few really interesting people with us. One of them is a friend of mine from like a little chat group on Facebook with like Ross Coltart and a few others. And one of them is JP Hague, and he's a lawyer. He's British, but he lives out in Mauritius. And he was the guy that he, he invited me to Egypt. He was in that chat and he was like, oh, I'm going to Egypt. And I you know, checked it out and decided to, to join them. And uh, he's, he's a really interesting guy because he's very intuitive, very sensitive. And he kind of does get, he does seem to get, um, like flash images and and uh, uh, visions, really, mm-hmm. like in 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 a sense. And it was really weird because we were in this place, and he had gone off, and he was just sitting down for a moment, having a moment to himself. And he came back, and he was like, "I swear that I had this really strong image of an Egyptian child, like a royal Egyptian child, like a prince, looking up at the sky, and there was <clears throat> there was a giant saucer like hovering above him." And there was almost like some level of energy transference happening between the child and this saucer. I just got this really strong image of it. And the guide that we were with was like, well, that's interesting because around here, there is actually a depiction of the family that were once here. And it was like, you know, there was two children, like these statues, they were broken, but you could see the children's feet. So there was him having this vision, then this guide basically pointing out that there was indeed a royal family that once lived there. But then when we were leaving the Saqqara Desert, and we were going past the pyramids. Timothy Hogan read this uh, transcript from like some part, like it was, it, I can't remember the specifics of it, but it was something that had been written down in dynastic Egyptian times. And uh, basically it was a, a, a telling of an event that took place. And it was about this saucer. There was like these the discs, the fiery discs in the sky mm-hmm. that came over. And it was basically like, he was reading it verbatim and it was saying, and, and like, as the fiery discs approached, there was much rejoicing and all manner of things were occurring. And there was much celebration, all this kind of stuff. And literally as he finished saying that, he went, oh my God, I think I just saw a UFO. And we all, we all looked out of the window and we, we were literally on this bus leaving the Saqqara Desert. And as you looked out the window, the pyramid was right there, like the red pyramid. And it was a crystal clear blue sky. And then there was this bright white flash of light in the sky. And we all saw that. I was like, oh yeah, no, I saw a flash of light. And it was like here. And then over here, there was another bright white flash of light. And then over here, there was another bright white flash of light. And there was about four within the space of about five seconds, Mm. bright white flashes just kind of happening above the pyramid as we left it. And like, I'm sorry, but you couldn't see any sort of plane. It stopped after those four flashes, couldn't see anything else. Crystal clear day. And it was just the fact that we'd had this weird synchronicity series where this guy had had a bit of a vision about this royal and then this guy showed us the statues and then Timothy reads this like kind of testimony about an experience from the Egyptian times and boom, we get these flashes above the pyramids. So like, you know, that was the, that was the only thing we saw, but yeah, it was pretty wild. Maybe you created your own thought forms, you know, like the situation. Maybe. Pretty amazing stuff. So like, you know, when you're over there, like, you know, yeah. What is the, you know, like the idea that you were talking before about how like you saw the artwork and the idea that it was like an idea of evolution of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, being given to them by these gods, yeah? And then with Hathor, I don't know. But do they do a lot of those people over there believe that the gods were real? Or is it a metaphor for knowledge? So the, I think traditionally they're, they're seen more as a, a metaphor for different, you know, either knowledge or seasons or, you know, things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. like kind of like the Greek god, panth- the Greek pantheon of gods. But I think that, at least from Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ibrahim's perspective, and I'm going to interview him soon because he's he's an interesting guy. He came up 
through traditional Egyptology, like through the proper acad- academic channels, was well respected, and uh, and then started to feel like this was not the true representation of the story of Egypt, and that they went a lot deeper than this, and that he do- he truly believes that there was um, a pre-dynastic, pre-cataclysmic uh, civilization that the Egyptians were basing a lot of like the the dynastic Egyptians that we know of were basing their civilization on, well, and that you know they sort of yeah, yeah 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 you yeah. know that they they that they settled around the pyramids, they didn't build the pyramids. Um, and that the Sphinx is a lot older and it's been modified. Uh, so, you know, he, he believes that uh, there probably was some level of interaction between us and other intelligences in the universe. But I think traditionally they don't, I think it's just seen like most other folklore gods uh, it, today by traditional academics. But I don't know what the locals think. You know, I, that's one thing I regret not doing because I, I mixed with the locals a lot. I went out and had some awesome experiences, um, but I didn't really ask how they felt about the history of Egypt. And I wish I'd kind of done that and seen if they were like, oh, yeah, I don't think it's real. I think it's a different story or whatever. But um, well, I guess, like, you know, I mean, from what I've seen, especially with the Hathor stuff, is that yeah, over the years, it's been a concerted effort to sort of smash the faces off a lot of the idols and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Egypt, I'm guessing, like, it's predominantly well, Islamic. Yeah, there's there's some interesting. I mean, obviously, you don't know what the reason behind it could be because it could literally just be like religious, you know, differences and uh, hundreds and thousands of years ago, people damaged stuff, stuff for different reasons. But there are some really interesting. Uh, we went to the Temple of Horus, and that was uh, that was full of like redactions i guess you could say because it was like hieroglyphs all over the walls and then there's just like these solid bits where it's just like blanked out like it just been blanked out and uh and we were looking at that and this is an interesting place the temple of horus because there's actually uh an area that's again not usually available to the public and we weren't able to get there because it was so busy when we went because it was literally just me johnny uh jp and and timothy hogan we went off on our own little adventure to go to the temple of horus and uh it was so busy but johnny's got video of him when he was last in egypt and he managed to bribe the guard and the guard takes him through and like opens up this little area and uh you can hear him in the video saying like you know very very secret be quiet very secret and uh in this room there's like a the whole telling of the story of Atlantis by the looks of it. It's like a destruction of a mass of a civilization and it's, it's, it's all over and there's stars all over the ceiling and it's a very interesting room. Wow. So I, I think that, you know, you have, and again, some of the evidence that points towards there being uh, some older civilization is a lot of the temples that we went to, Muhammad would take us round to the, the, the back and there'd be these areas where it's, older brickwork, um, much older brickwork from what would seem to be a, a much older time than the temple that you're seeing right next to it. But the actual stonemasonry and the sophistication is, is more sophisticated than the temple that you're seeing that's apparently younger. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's weird because there's evidence of what looks like far more advanced techniques, but they're from an older set of buildings than these these temples so yeah. there there is definitely scattered evidence that there is something more advanced going on there and then we did you know see these amazing gates that 
I mean, you know, the the part of me that really wants to believe in it is like, holy shit, this looks like a Stargate, you know, because like Muhammad's yeah. saying like, you know, here you've got the hieroglyphs, it says Stargate, and it's literally like these big gates of all these symbols on and like stars etched into them. And like these on both sides, you have the star and the foot, which apparently literally translates to Stargate. And they're all made out of these like piezoelectric materials, like rose court granite and like made out of highly conductive materials in these temples that channel frequency and resonance and acoustic and i think like you know just a shot in the dark maybe they really were like masters of sound and resonance and vibration and oscillation and frequency and i think that if you're a master of that there's (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think yeah i think if you're a master of that you probably like you can use crazy technologies you can you can use materials in ways that we don't understand and maybe you can open portals maybe they were shown this from the gods you know that came down and were like here this is how you make these things who knows but it it was it was incredible man like we we just went i was so lucky to be on that trip uh you know a very generous patreon helped me out with actually getting out there otherwise i wouldn't have been able to afford it so i'm extremely lucky to be able to have that opportunity but we went to so many places i i i lost like so many days of sleep man i didn't sleep like two days in a row for sure at one point i was just completely awake going out to these temples and then coming back to the hotel and spending like you know five hours talking to like timothy hogan about the occult history of (laughs) the world and like oh just like no time to sleep man like just fully engaged in it and uh uh, yeah it was it was wild i mean I, honestly right all all of the temples and stuff were amazing but i think the trippiest thing was waking up drifting down the nile like that was just crazy when we we're on the nile boat and like you just wake up in the morning and open the curtains and it's just like you're just going down the countryside in the middle of egypt like it's like what so crazy so crazy plus it's really easy to get hash out there <laughs> <laughs> nice. good, good. like really easy every every horse rider every horse rider man because like no, they have you all- just you just invalidated any uf experience so oh yeah yeah we're sleep sleep deprived and totally buzzed out on hash yeah no i i, I perfect <laughs> the perfect storm the stargates perfect. real my man. god the stargates are <laughs> <Yeah>. real <laughs> well it, it probably helped it probably helped loosen me up for the experience but you know for sure man well, the acoustic yeah. stuff, like that's, that's that, is, that is it, isn't it? That's oh, it's all, crazy. That's where yeah. it all ends. Like, oh, also, real quick, just to interject very quickly, yeah. in the in the Temple of Hathor, that's where you have those really weird hieroglyphs of like the helicopter and the car, oh, and oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. point they pointed it out to us, and it's like really weird when you see it with your own eyes. It's like, oh, that's like legitimately like an Apache helicopter. What's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's going on there? Attack ship. it's weird weird, dude it's weird it is weird weird. like i mean i mean i don't i mean that sort of stuff it's kind of like how do you explain that i mean unless of course well what what muhammad explained it as what muhammad said was that there is actually um you can see the underlying symbols that were there and then they applied some other things on top which give it this appearance but then it's never been done in any other temple. It's only here that they've made these weird corrections because the actual symbols that you can see underneath this apparent correction, they crop up in lots of different temples all over the place. But this is the only place 
where they've made these weird corrections and it's the fact that they're all next to each other so you've got literally like this weird helicopter looking thing a weird car looking thing what looks like an airplane and they're all next to each other it becomes a little bit too weirdly coincidental so who knows why they decided to do that but the temple of hathor is a temple of knowledge and it's a temple of like you know kind of secret knowledge that's the way it was explained to us from um they have a lot of symbolism in terms of like the pillars there so the pillars are in different temples some of them have like this open appearance and some of them are closed and that's a symbol of the papyrus and the secrets written on the papyrus and if it's open it means that this is a place where things are openly discussed and if it's closed it means that this is a place of secrets and like yeah. you know that hathor's temple is all closed up like that so it's a place of secrets who knows maybe they were seeing into the future and they just like etched into the stone this correction but it's really weird because it's up in like the top right corner really high up just like up in this little corner so it's super weird that it even exists to be honest well, yeah. you know what's weird it is. is like it reminded me of this we went to um Werner took us to the washington cathedral mm. in when washington dc oh which is yeah like, yeah which yeah it's amazing and talk about the residence and like the, the mm. construction and like <laughs> i stumbled up into like this area that's supposed to be closed. And I'm like, Oh, this is a, co- <laughs> this is a coffin. Oh, it's Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> it's <a president>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's Woodrow, a lady Woodrow like taking Wilson. a picture from the other side. And I'm like, oh, how did I get back here? <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> just look, you were arrested, John. No shit. I was right, just stumbling right? around shit. Like, Oh, I didn't know you couldn't go back there. Oh, man. What, what's oh, interesting man. about all that. I mean, cause the links to like everything you're talking about, yeah, so obviously we were looking at the same things, but in Washington, right? Mm. So like you know, like Hathor, for example, when you go down to the the Scottish Freemasonry uh, Museum, is that what it is? That Scottish what it was? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the Scottish, Scottish, yeah. Scottish right museum, like and, um, and, uh, yeah, on the um, library outside the library, yeah, not museum, yeah, library. Yeah, yeah. Outside they've got the Sphinxes and yeah. nestled sort of in the between the two front legs of the Sphinxes is Hathor. So you look, it's just like, it's everywhere, man. And then like, we went down to the university. Sorry, uh, the day before I went down to the Washington Museum uh, and Art Gallery. And the place is just full of like um, ISIS statues and <laughs> references to ISIS. And, you know, it's just the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's wild. Yeah. Which you will know more about. Even she's right behind you now. Oh, yeah. She's right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just sort of. There she is. Ah! <laughs> Where's he gone? I don't, yeah, maybe I had to go make a Wii. He's gone through know. a Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> it's got he's, some he's special technology in it. It flushes <laughs> water. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. That was a, that was a great time though, man. I, I mean, we we it had was. fun. It was such I'm a good time. This light, One second, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we did have fun, man. There we go. There we go. It was cool. Like it was, um, like it was a lot. Again, it was like a lot of sort of um, mind-blowing conversations, wasn't it? Like, oh, dude, lot. yeah. Like, like yeah, I was saying, we should have recorded. Like, I could have recorded any of our conversations. It went on for hours and hours and hours, and it would have been most of the most mind-blowing <laughs> shit that normal people would be like. You guys are well, what, right. What, what, right. What are you talking about? You know, like. Well, it's just getting a feel for the fact that, like, do you know when, like, the, the the power structures of the world, when it comes down to it, it's just like a few families and always has been, you know? And, like, um, instead of being, well, we're not amongst that because Warner certainly doesn't consider himself part of that, but the history of his family is. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, 
and then going to Washington and seeing you know places named after his relatives and his dad and yeah it's wild man and he's sort of going around it's like come on like this this whole place is living and breathing and he's a big part of it you know like yeah so yeah to, so to go there and see how family names can basically map out a, a future for an entire country and because that country is america the entire world you know um so see that sort of in the flesh with like the actual real history of it and the things like being in the house that totally some of the stuff went on in and you know it was, it was crazy man it was crazy Especially, how long were you how long were you out there for dude uh, uh seven day a week yeah, yeah a, week, a week yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um which I, it would have been awesome if I could have stayed longer because most of it was spent like waiting for missed flights and stuff. <laughs> yeah, by the, <laughs> by the sounds yeah. of it, dude. Yeah. yeah, you had a rough ride on the uh, but, on the old um, transport. You did but, get to hang out over at my place for at least one night. Well, that was awesome. We went down. To yeah, I yeah, went to John's place. And, yeah, um, to the to the crazy go- golf course house, man. I love it. When it's- you when you see this, you know, and this <laughs> background he's got going on there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Looks quite like humble, doesn't it? Is it massive in there? Is it absolutely yeah, it just, massive? Like tarnish, pan pan yeah, the just... camera. Let me pan the camera, man. Let's see the suicide. There's so much shit. There's so much <laughs> shit. Look, he's, he's, he's all humble. Here we go. Here we go. Look, like, at it. look at that. Look at it. It's huge. Could fit well, a jumbo jet in there. You can't really tell what's going on, but there's a cinema there. <laughs> oh, my got God. Guitars over here. And this yeah. is just his basement. This is like. That's so huge. cool, dude. Yeah. That's so cool, dude. Yeah, but then he's got his car. He's got his Hummer. Oh, oh yeah yeah well i've seen i've only seen his hummer in a video of him running after it before it smashes into his house i think oh, that, was, no, that was, was my jeepster that oh was that your jeep oh that was a jeepster yeah 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 <laughs> I got Luke to drive the hummer that was fun yeah got to was shoot like guns <laughs> you got to shoot guns and that's one that's one thing i didn't get to do oh, yeah. yeah i really wanted to shoot some guns what guns did you shoot all of oh, them. Oh, mate, I shot all of them. How many guns shot, do you have, my man? I shot a cowboy them. gun, like a six-shooter, a Colt. Was that a Colt? Yeah, yeah, 45. Yeah. Colt 45. That was a bad, that was a great gun. That was a good good fun to shoot. And then I shot, a, like, a Beretta. What was that one, man? Uh, that, that was, one? yeah, that was a uh, Springfield 9mm, yeah. That was that was my favourite, man. I like that. I like a lot of power, it's like. Yeah, AR, yeah, the AR-15. And then I fired the... Oh, shit, you got the AR, controversial yeah. Controversial AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> the old yeah, country, yeah. Very controversial, yeah. but still pretty fun to fire. Yeah, That's the thing in, like, in the UK, that stuff is... You just so, so just, you just never see it. It's like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's like a fantasy. Well, you know? The stuff that we were doing, like out at, out at your uh, mum and dad's place, like yeah. shooting those guns. If you tried to do that in the UK, it'd be like, <laughs> you're going to jail for 15 years. Go to years. jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> you'd have, you'd have like, you'd have like special forces in your garden in like 20 minutes, man. Like they'd be yeah, there. It's, it's wild. Like, it's wild. Yeah, like, it's it, totally different world in that well, sense. Well, one of my dad's buddies was there hanging out and he's like, oh, you got, oh I didn't know you guys were shooting. And he pulls out a gun. He goes, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> just pulls it off his waist. Like, his, his waist. Yeah, his waist. He just pulls it out. Like, <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Let me get a few of these caps off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, it just feels so wrong, but it feels Oh, right. man. I wish I was there. That would have been so fun. I love it. I love it. Uh, it yeah. Driving, driving home is shooting guns, you know, like I got myself like a kind of a deer skin hat, you know, like one of beaver uh, skin hats. Coon like skin, yeah. Bear. Coon skin hat. That's really, uh, yeah. I went for really it. Really immerse, immerse yourself in the culture. 
I did, boy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> out, out there. Shooting and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to Dinosaur Land in Virginia and everything. Amazing. Man. Dinosaur went Land? To, went to What's Dinosaur, dinosaur land? land? It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> land of dinosaurs, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like 50 style kind of little fun centers. It's like concrete oh, dinosaurs wow. that you could walk yeah, through. Just yeah. Badly yeah. made T-Rex and stuff, but I love that stuff. That's yeah. great. He, t- he took you out to the park, did he? That's nice. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. said he goes like, though. I love it here. You know, you're like, my wife really wanted me to bring you here. Obviously, it's somewhere <laughs> that he enjoys going down to Dino. Yeah, land. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just playing. He just played on the swing for 20 minutes, and then he was like, right, <laughs> yeah. it's time to go. Got a burger, went home. Yeah, like, yeah that's uh, it. Oh, it was a great yeah. time, man. We got we did yeah, yeah. a, a scenic drive up. Um, uh, I can't remember. Was that Mile Drive, My Hall Drive, or something like that? Yeah. It was like it, through a park. Is, is it Sh- Shena- What's that place called? Oh, Shenando- uh, Shenandoah State Park. Shenandoah, Shenandoah State, State, State Park. Park. Yeah. yeah, and it's like a beautiful. drive that's on the top of the mountains. It goes all around, and it's amazing. It's beautiful. Nice, we nice. To do that, and hang out. We did all it kinds is- of cool stuff, man. It was beautiful. But we, a lot of times we were just hanging out on the farm, talking about yeah, crazy yeah. weird shit. Just- of course, yeah. just basically True. doing what we're doing now, but yeah. in a way cooler setting, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's well. I had a I had an interesting time in Blackpool as well because I went to. Oh the, yeah, you uh, met Rick Dewey. Yeah, yeah, I was I hanging out. With, I, was, I was just like, what? I was sitting, I was sitting there sipping sipping gins with Rick Doty in the hotel after the Jesus. conference and shit, man. Wow, I, I had a very, I had a very weird time. I didn't expect it because, right? So John, you won't know this, but Blackpool is like probably one of the worst places in the entire world. No offense, no, well, no some offense, some offense, some offense to, to Blackpool. In all honesty, because like it is, it is shocking. It's, it's really, shocking. Okay. It's it's a victim it's a victim of the uh, decline in local tourism because basically mm. back in like the day before people could afford to fly off to different countries our seaside towns were like the go-to spot to go on a vacation oh, right okay. to the beaches yeah, and yeah. stuff so these places were thriving and Blackpool was one of those places but after people started flying off these they went down so our, a lot of our seaside towns are a bit rough these days and Blackpool is the roughest of the rough <laughs> it's uh, it's a, it's an interesting place but um, basically like when I got there right it was absolutely pissing down with rain and it was miserable looking and i i because i'd like done egypt and i was going to new york within like literally about like a week from like half a week from the blackpool thing i was like right i've got to be really careful with my money right now so i booked into a cheap hotel and uh it was you know if you book into a cheap hotel in blackpool then you're uh, you're in for a ride so like you know people yeah 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 basically no like uh it was just like this little broom cupboard and so i was just like oh my god this sucks and then johnny enoch who was like doing a presentation at the conference and he's the guy that i met out in egypt and became friends with he's a wicked dude love johnny and uh he was like right come down to the conference so i was like yeah all right and i was like oh, a little bit man. this uh i don't know if i want to be here and anyway the conference was wicked like they put a lot of money into it but johnny introduced me to like a bunch of really Really good people because obviously he was a speaker there so he was kind of like getting me to shake hands with the Gaia CEOs and stuff like that it was pretty cool but then he was like you got you got to meet my friend Vishal he's a prince of India and I was just like okay <laughs> so so like there's this guy there who had like basically funded a lot of the conference and he's he's a he's a 
legitimate prince in India. He's like his wow. title. Is, India has his royal, his, royalty. But yeah, they have, they have, okay. they have like royalties in different provinces and stuff. Oh, okay. And so, like, like tribal. Yeah, my royal family. Yeah, well, ah, okay. yeah, but he like you know like legit like prince like with like crazy stuff in India like massive palace and stuff and all that and uh anyway we ended up chatting and he was a really cool dude and uh he he, he likes to smoke a bit of weed so we went off and we who went off and it? we had a joint together right exactly even <laughs> princes of india smoke weed yeah, get over it's 2022 so like you know yeah, yeah. we, 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 we were outside we were outside having you. a yeah exactly yeah we were <laughs> we were over to join and chat and then anyway he was like uh, so where are you staying bro and i was like oh i'm in some crappy hotel like it's just like some really cheap thing and he was like no 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 forget that you stay in our hotel tonight and i was like really and like anyway like later on in the evening he, he comes and finds me he's like bro we're going back to the hotel and he drives he swear to god he drives me to a five-star hotel and books into a five-star suite for the nice. weekend and this is the same hotel this is the hotel where all of the talent are staying like rick doty and all of the other guys who are at the conference so like i was talent. like rolling up the <laughs> of these spies. out cars and shit like dude yeah, you know, all the spies and stuff. And like, yeah. I was just kind of rolling up to this conference with like this Prince of India and his driver <laughs> and his ridiculous yeah. cars, like kind of going, getting ushered into like the VIP bit and like loving it and making all these contacts and then sitting in the bar afterwards at the hotel after they all come back and like kind of talking to these dudes, sitting down with Rick Doty and stuff. It was just like, <laughs> wow. what is happening? Like how, how did I end? I started off in this terrible little room in Blackpool in this crappy little hotel and ended up in like this fight star hotel with the prince of india and Whoa. rick doty <laughs> wow no like, way, man. how could you ever predict such a thing did you suddenly did you suddenly start to feel tired and woozy and the next thing you know like there's lights i was feeling a little showing. i was feeling a little uh, little havana syndrome me i won't i won't lie you know <laughs> that's, that's feeling that. you can trust yeah. me i'm rick doty yeah you trust me okay you know what you know what he was a very nice guy i'll tell you that he was very he was very approachable and easy to Thought to, but uh, you know, it was uh, it was Tell an interesting conference, man. Did you bring up Paul yeah. Benowitz? Did you bring up Benowitz? I mean, he he he. <laughs> yeah, did you? <laughs> did you say Just anything about Paul the shoulders? I was like, yes, what man. did you do? What did you do? No, he he actually his his whole like thing at the conference was about Paul Benowitz. Oh, you know? okay. like it was oh. about that whole situation, and he was talking about it. But I mean, he did leave out a few details that seemed pretty key. Like the, the fact that the dude killed himself, you know, like that kind of is a key detail. Yeah. Um, yeah but, you know, he, he, uh, yeah, I mean, like it's hard to know, right? Because he, he kind of softens the edges of it, obviously talking about the situation, saying that, you know, he didn't, he, he was only doing his job doing and job, yeah. he, uh, you, you know, all that. And, uh, but he's, he, outside of like all of that, he's just, he's a really nice guy. Like he's a really nice guy. He's super friendly, happy to talk to everyone, sits down, doesn't just kind of, start dominating the situation at all he's just a pretty chill guy he likes to have a drink <laughs> and we were just yeah. kind of kicking back at the hotel and, and chatting amongst all the other people that were that were there but i mean i didn't really have like super in-depth conversations with him but we sat down for a little bit and i kind of talked yeah. about um you know the is fact he, that i'm cocktail, in, this, I in this community being a cocktail man I bet he, 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 he was yeah he, he, he did he did ask for something they didn't have to be fair he, 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 he was <laughs> an umbrella in his drink he asked for something what do you mean you don't have I got to have an umbrella in my drink 
Come on. 1732. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I'm a mirage, man. Where's my oh, man. Well, Where's you know, there's... There's only there's only so much you can expect from Blackpool. You know? <laughs> Rick, Rick Doty going off in Blackpool. What the fuck? Did what the fuck? You don't have like Jack Daniels in Blackpool? What the fuck? Did I go get a kebab with Rick Doty? Fish and fish and chips on the seaside with Rick Doty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Kicking back on Honestly, it was it was just super it was super weird it was just a it was it was fun but it was just like what is going on how have i even ended up here this is just uh this is abstract <laughs> but when will you when will you ever stop thinking it because like i'm guessing you know like johnny i mean i don't know who johnny enoch is really but like and rick doty and the people yeah, at these yeah. conferences at some point do you think they've stopped going? Oh my god, what am I doing here, man? Why am I here with? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like John, so yeah, got to the point yeah, it's no, normal no. for them. Yeah, this is for normality. Sure. I'm just yeah, but I mean, you you guys just went off and spent like a weekend with a billionaire. Like you know, That's we're all true. living weird lives. To be honest, <laughs> man. Like, you know, we're, we're, we are doing we are, some we weird are. shit out I'm here. Still questioning it. I'm still <laughs> questioning it. It's like I yeah, no, I need a few. Oh no, for sure. I think. I think Johnny, like, I think someone like Johnny's been doing it for a while now, like, you know, and because his whole, his whole thing really is like ancient civilizations and the mystery schools and esoteric knowledge and what we don't get taught in our traditional history. So he's all into that and he's been doing it for years. So he, you know, I I mean, like he's got a, what looks like a pretty sweet deal. He travels all over the world. He's in Venice at the moment. He's going to be in India soon. Like he's always traveling, like doing like conferences yeah and he's got he's yeah. got like two he's got like two uh series on gaia um like oh. about ancient civilizations and stuff so he he's obviously you know gets funding through gaia and as, as well but yeah he does the conferences and he does all these talks all over the place and but he's such a cool guy man like he's so genuine he's so genuine that he gave my channel a shout out at the conference on stage while he was doing his piece like that's kind <laughs> nice, of man. pretty pretty genuine man he was like you know i'm out we were out in uh in in egypt and the uh, jay from project unity is just down there great channel check him out i was like see that's like super genuine guy nice. and uh you know we just we just got on really well in uh in egypt like we clicked like really quickly a bit like us us guys when we all kind of met you know online we yeah. just meshed meshed really easily so i reckon you guys would love johnny we'll have to maybe bring him on we should totally yeah. bring him on actually you guys would love him i think that'd yeah. be a good idea oh, yeah. can you get me a show on gaia and well uh, yeah you gotta get behind me buddy <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm only joking man like jesus i'd no. be material pretty quick it'd be like episode uh, two is the same as episode i don't know one. man i don't know man you got a you got a lot up in that old encyclopedic brain of yours i think you could pull off yeah, a, a couple of yeah, series I'm the one over here going like i don't know man like everybody keeps asking me like what are you doing next what are you doing next and i'm like i I don't know. And like, I guess Warner gave, me, <laughs> Warner gave me a massive compliment. He's like, you just do things that nobody else does, man. And you like, you kind of get into things that people aren't into. Yeah, totally. Into and like, and you were just about it. And, and, you know, you don't follow the mainstream of shit. And I'm like, I guess that's right. I never really have followed any main path at all. But well, I think, I think that's why we're all here. Right. You know, yeah. Oh, that's why yeah. we're all here. But you, that you, you, you get gr- brilliant guests, dude. Like you have some really fascinating conversations. Plus you've just got a brilliant voice for, for podcasting as well oh, you know thanks, it's dude. very clear and 
It's, it's fantastic, you know. It face, the face, the face could use an improvement. Face, I know. I need to get uh, some kind of uh, CGI. He, no, according, he's according he's to John, from, like, <laughs> he's got some sort of filter going there. Because in real life, he just sounds totally <laughs> different. Yeah, he's just like. It's amazing what technology can do these yes, days. Yes, it's not even really this me at not, all. This yeah. is yeah. real John Mazurowski. Jesus, he's it's pounds in real life. <laughs> it took me it, it took me about uh, took me about a year to realize I had those eyebrows on my head on these flickering around <laughs> that's oh, so I miss, oh, I miss the eyebrows yeah, like, I, oh, I know a lot of people did a lot of people did miss the yeah, eyebrows no I but I honestly don't know I've been like I, I guess there's a lot of people there's a huge buzz about the Patrick uh Jackson thing yeah. I want to ask you about yeah, that sure. yeah I just I watched are, it I watched yeah. it yesterday oh red yeah I thought that was really quite interesting. I didn't know anything about this guy, to be honest. Like that was quite mind blowing. Yeah, he's in UK. It's weird, he's near it? you guys, yeah. right? I mean, I should hook you up with him, but like he's got like data, like analysis, like he's got hard data on some of the shit. He's got a couple of different people that have these things and yeah. they're hiding them out. And like I kind of I see where he's going. I've never put that shit together the way he has what? before. And there's a lot of and it, this is weird. And I know it's good because I'm having people that are like some guy was a doctor from uh, some other country and shit wrote me this massive email trying to debunk line by line all the shit he's talking about and other people like talking shit and there's like people are attacking him. So I'm thinking, okay, it's probably some legitimacy to some of this shit because people don't just come out of work and to me and just trying to debunk this guy. And I'm like, I'm just letting him talk. Like, I don't, I don't prescribe well, to all of his shit. You know, I'm just like trying well, to make a platform, you know? Well, what do you know? Like, his, his idea that there are, um, there are sort of, defense system on our behalf yeah against right. something else yeah interesting like and i mean do you know if you take it just from the idea that these things showed up at world war ii mm-hmm. foo fighters right like um i'm not not you know i saw some of the stuff as well but prior to that well, i saw the whole thing but yeah yeah yeah. if you take it from there you know that was that was another of tesla's things wasn't it you wanted to create the some kind of device floating. that would monitor warfare and it would monitor potential threats to humanity, an early form of AI, and then mm-hmm. would activate yep. itself to protect us. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. Another one of the things that he said he would, he was on the verge of actually producing, and maybe he did. You know. So that's It'd my be, uh, when I was yeah. listening to it, that, he made me think about Tesla. That's that's that whole, a really yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. That could because be he already, that's thing. what that was one of his projects. That was one of the things that he said he was really heavily working on. You know this. Well, Whereabouts, um, whereabouts in the UK? Do you remember where he said he's from? I don't. I don't. Cambridge. Uh, is it Cambridge? Cambridge yeah, yeah. I, I only we know should, because uh, I, listened, I listened to it yesterday. Yeah, hmm. like um, because we should go meet him, dude. We should go meet yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he down for it. He he sounds like scientific because this is the thing. You know, people start talking about science. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you sound, you sound, you sound like, uh, you sound like John, uh, John, yeah, like John, John without the audio change. Yeah, no, but, no, but he's, well, so well, this, this he's an IT bold. dude. That's a he's yeah. an IT guy, and that's what gets me. He does. Um, I could get, I, I might have this wrong, but basically, he takes databases that people have like screwed up for years. And like forensically goes through and figures out how they all are supposed to like this part supposed to go to here. And it talks to this part. And like that takes somebody like way beyond. I mean, I'm an, I'm an yeah, IT. Yeah. And there's no way in hell I could do that. That's just like, that's a specialty skill. That's like, you got to 
really know data and know how it all works and know how all this shit happens. And I think that dude really applies that kind of mindset to like this. And he uses I, that kind of, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, I think that like, um, you know, for me, like I say, like it makes a lot of sense if you, if you leave out everything before 47 or before the war, it's not 47 before the forties. Yeah. Like um, only because like the, paintings from the past yeah, aren't reliable yeah, enough yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, there's no proof yeah yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but i mean I guess there's no proof there's no proof of any of the other stuff I no no but i mean like but, physical uh, the photos and things like that but no i mean the descriptions and all that shit it, it could could be existence too and then but yeah i mean it could have been tesla's tech it could have been our tech it could be it could be new tech it could you know what i mean that's mimicking old tech it could be you know, pre-dynastic tech. It could be any of that stuff. And what if it is? Because I would, I would love it if it was ancient. If it was like an ancient defense system that we just only discovered now. Well, yeah. And well, then like, you talk imagine. about Long talking about. Do you, I used to think UFOs were cool, but not so much. You know, and it's like, well, what if that's? What if these are just bad? You know, like UFOs are bad. I've heard that too. And like, what if these things are actually protecting us? You know, I don't know. Mm. Well, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? But like. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's um, he's an interesting guy. Maybe we should go and meet him. Yeah, you should. Has he got? Has he got he, one of these? He's down for it. Yeah, not not in the has UK. He... There's one here in America, and another one's in Mexico. I think Mexico. Well, Mexico. I think it could be it, interesting. Yeah, I think him, yeah. it'd be go cool. I think that could be a get another trip on the old book. That was fun last time. <laughs> How far is that? How yeah, far yeah. is that for you guys to get to him? What, to Cambridge uh, from us? Uh, uh, a couple, couple of hours. hours. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's not bad. It's a, it's, a, it's a tiny island, dude. Like, in comparison <laughs> yeah. to your country, like, <laughs> well, that's yeah, crazy how small it is. It's, that's the thing, you know, like, uh, you know, when we sort of like any flight that went wrong in America, it was like, fuck, yeah, it's so far away. Right. How are we going to get there? Checking Dude, any I, didn't, like- I didn't realize how expensive internal flights are in your country. Like oh, yeah, my friend exactly. in New York was saying it, it, it costs like $700 to get to Cali from New York or something. It's like, yeah, what? yeah, that's, that's not a bad, that's, that's not bad. We got, wow, yeah, and that's, when we were, that's, that's not John bad. John Luke and I were standing in line when they canceled our plane and we're both on our phones. And I'm looking at this flight and I'm like, oh, there's another flight. If we go to the other airport, we can get this flight and we can still get home. And it's like 250 bucks. And I'm like, I'm going to book it. And then the, and the the phone locks up and both of our phones lock up. And it's like, oh, fuck it. Oh, no. Go back in. It's $1,400, right? The same wow. flight. Wow. Same what? flight, right? Yeah. And there was what? only one seat left. And I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, that, when, our, when that flight got canceled, it was genuine. Like we, we were just... Warner drove us back from the countryside back to DC, yeah, to Dulles. And um there was a massive storm. Wicked like, storm. Massive. Like it was proper, you know, the car was getting buffered. You had to pull over because the rain was that heavy, man. Like wow. it went from being bright sunlight to being dark. Um yeah, you know, trees side. bending sideways. Yeah, it was fucked. So by the time he dropped Jesus. stuff, it all cleared up and it was just sort of like a light drizzle, but they were like, no planes are flying anywhere, yeah? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> man. Yeah. We- I, wonder, I wonder if that, I don't know if that was the same day. I'm trying to think, were we, were we in America at the same time as each other? No. I think you, you came a week you, after, didn't you? Yeah, you were there for, oh, you were right, there for yeah. 4th, weren't you? Yeah. 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 Cause we, I got caught in some mad turbulence on the way back. It was awful. Not fun. Like rocket everywhere, man, for about the first 30 minutes of the flight. 
we tried it. We tried everything, dude. We walked from the fucking airport to like the <laughs> car rental places, and then like they're like, "Nope, we don't rent one way cars." Because we were like, "Screw it, we'll just drive back." It's only like I don't know nine, nine hours, hours yeah. nine hours. Yeah, yeah. It, you know? <laughs> like nobody would do us a one way car, you know. And I was oh just, man, so defeated at one point. It really, it really does sound like trains, planes, and automobiles. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, I love it. I don't know. I don't know if this is representative. It sounds like it's probably representative of international travel, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the flight that I got, my, my flight home, when I actually managed to get to Chicago to fly home, yeah. Mm. Again, it was delayed for hours. And then what they did, right, was they just ditched the, a whole flight to Dublin. So all these Irish people <laughs> that were supposed to be flying an hour after we did. Yeah, they were just like, no, sorry, guys. <laughs> they gave it to us. Shit. And then, wow. See, and there was a whole lot, and I saw some like really like you know when um, you know when you see people getting angry with the check-in people. Oh yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. It was American Airlines. Yeah, like this woman, yeah, she well, was going, "This is my holiday. I'm not going to make my connection. We're supposed to be in Prague for Sunday." <laughs> like, honestly, really going off there, like the, um, the, the as if it, as if it's that one person's fault at the airport. It's that one <laughs> yeah, individual member of staff person. responsible. I was just there eating my M and M's, going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your first time you've flown in a while, isn't it? Well, that's yeah, you know what I mean. To be honest, this to be honest, like welcome you know, to yeah. hell. <laughs> okay, we, we were giving that was... guy shit we, too. This guy that we, we were trying to get like a hotel out of him, and he wouldn't even give us a hotel when he canceled <laughs> our flight. Because John Luke was trying to get it to him, and I was like, "Well, what do you want to do?" They're like, "Go see the sights." And I'm like, "For 24 hours, you want to wander around DC in the dark?" And, the, and anyways, there's a storm warning on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds perfect. So yeah. the guy that was we finally got the next the next day. We waited. We stayed again at Warner's. Thank God, Warner's amazing. Let us put us up again for the night. But then we stayed again. Then the, he was the guy like checking our our uh, tickets when we were getting on and the guy and i was like hey remember us he's like yeah i go we slept under a bridge last night and he's like what <laughs> i was like yeah man it was it was actually not too bad but you know we stayed in the bridge over there. and the guy was like what and i was like nah man i'm fucking <laughs> oh that's amazing that's amazing like, dude i don't know man it was a great time i'm glad you guys oh, experienced america like in the well, next time yeah we go, totally you, you have to come uh, jay well yeah oh my god yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, like, I, uh, I had a, I had a great time, but I'd have loved to have been out there with you two having a, having oh, yeah. a riot. So we'll, uh, we'll do it next oh, yeah, time man. for sure. Well, well you, you know what? Time. Actually, my, me and my whole family might come over to the UK and hang well, out. Oh, yeah, that's it. nice. You yeah, you got to got to do it before he runs off to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna. Uh, uh, we they I still release in... like the dates of the kids' first school when it starts. But after that, if we figure that out, that we could plan it out. Yeah, I can. I can yeah. start bugging your Australian contacts when I get over there, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, like I can contact Ross Coulter. Be like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's this prick, mate. I oh, know <laughs> oh, about you, mate. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Jay's Jay's told me all about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Warned right. him. Warned him. Pre-warned him. I'm gonna talk shit. Yeah. To when, you. When, when are you? Uh, when are you? When are you going? Do you have a solid date for when you're going, or like? Uh, oh, 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 I've got so much to do before I move. I was, yeah, people, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm moving to Australia, basically. For anyone who's yeah. listening, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got to. Well, my family are all dual citizens, so it's simple enough. But I've still got to go through the old visa process now. Yeah, to get yeah. Stuff out there. So I'm nearly done with that. My wife's transferring a job through her company. Uh, I've got to sell our house. I've got to sell all the things I own. I've got to ship everything that we're taking. I've got to get my kids into new Crazy schools. Crazy amount of stuff. Yeah, dude. It's so just, much. It's, 
it's so, pretty wild, oh man. man like fuck yeah hell, yeah man. It's so much to think about like i'm really excited about it like going back to australia but um yeah I'm but also you just gotta sort out all of those logistics the logistics of it are a nightmare for me man like i'm terrible with administrative forms and <laughs> making sure nobody's things are good right. at that yeah. shit yeah, man I'm just like, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, and this is all gonna be right uh, just wing it. Just wing it. You'll be fine. Oh, You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wing it. Fine. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah come on into Australia. We'll, uh, oh, you like you? Yeah, you know. Get the fuck out yeah, just turn up with your sandals. You'll be fine. Yeah, so you'll be fine. No, it. it'll be it'll be awesome, bro. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to eventually getting myself out there and seeing you. Well, it'll be cool. I'll be living out like on the Great Ocean Road. That's the plan. So nice. Yeah, because that's where that's where I lived before is in Melbourne, but we're just going yeah, to yeah. up on the coast. So we nice, want to sort of, we want to live up on the surf coast and just chill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have cool. a nice time. Sounds know, good. Try, yeah, try and enjoy life. Ease, a bit. ease out. Ease out the great reset. <laughs> just, yeah, man. <laughs> like there's a big it's a big country and you can escape people there. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the UK that's is a I fucking shitball right now, man. I just oh, everything man. over here, everybody's just like that fucking place is just turning into a UK hell. is just falling apart, man. It's yeah, the UK is falling apart, man. UK yeah. is falling apart. A lot, a lot of places seem to be falling oh, apart. Yeah, we're we're yeah. in that we're in that we're in that time, that fundamentally important time, which is great. We're in the awakening of the of the human species, <laughs> which, which which means that we're in the absolute collapse of the old system. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> gonna happen <laughs> I am, i'm kind I, of enjoying what, it yeah like, i know, attribute it just, to like the just, flower power 60 70 shit that's it dude that's it you know just cruising, again, cruising it out like you know just ride that wave of destruction yeah man. Ride that sweet, <laughs> surf's sweet up wave. dude so, <laughs> 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 right in, right. and with and with that and with that shall we close it for the evening yeah, we can <laughs> yeah man. we can do that i we saw can. you i saw a mess i saw a message so i didn't know oh yeah time, yeah so it's time to yeah. wrap up oh yeah because you know that kid will just run and jump in here in a minute and go, oh it's cool dude and then it's my wife cool, will be dude. like why are you in the fucking ball what the fuck are you doing you know well it was, uh, she's not like that i make yeah. it i sound that she's gonna watch this and be like you're an asshole i don't sound like that, she doesn't that john luke better she's a lovely lady she's a very nice lady she's oh like, there we go got, there we he's go he's got some lovely women around him like they're all you know the ones that prop him up yeah that's right yeah sure yeah yep. yep. like yep. without them like he'd just be wearing a vest his hair would be unkempt Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seriously. basically, basically be me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically be you. Yeah. I was like, I take, I take personal offense to that best comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. It's that's quite, it. it's quite like, warm in this. It's quite warm in this country at the moment. My goodness. Are you kidding, man? Like you look, you look great, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, you thank you. You do. Thank you. You guys both look sweet. great. Oh, you all, you're all, oh, you're all beautiful as well. Look at that, isn't it lovely? Thanks. We'll finish on that beautiful note. It's so good to catch up with you guys. It's been a little bit too long since we had a dream team. Yes, we do. Well, it's been a pleasure. It we is. Do it again yeah. soon. Yeah, and spread yeah, love. Absolutely, right? yeah. absolutely. Like we always do. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Lots of love. Adios, love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Can you send me a, can you send me a copy of this? Yeah. 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 I want to, want to have a personal archive. <laughs>